Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3Cast. My name is Brian, with me as always are Vince and Zach, and we are here to talk about the first four installments of The Flash's One Minute War. The main story is written by Jeremy Adams and illustrated by Roger Cruz. Um, should we do this issue by issue, boys, or just kind of talk about it overall? Um, uh, you might you might want to hit the high points of each each issue, but we don't have to like analyze or break down each issue. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, that works. Uh, so in the first issue, we sort of get a a look at where many of the speedsters in the DC universe have been. We get the first Mac, Max Mercury sighting in a while. We get Jesse Quick and Our Man, my favorite married couple in the DC universe, showing up for the first time in a very long time. Wonderful. Love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. We get little Kid Flash, a little Impulse, um, Wally and his family, Barry and Iris are out to dinner. There's a lot of um, just sort of work here to remind you of who all the speedsters are and what they're doing at the moment. Uh, even though there's a one-minute war special, which will give us a look at some of the ones that didn't get mentioned um, here. But I, I thought this was a really good sort of re-summing uh, of, of where everyone stands. Do you guys agree with that? Oh, it's it's the best. It's, oh, man. It's what I read these stupid things for. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Zach? <laughs> Um, I thought it was okay. I I didn't love this this first issue. Uh, mostly because of how like, gotta catch everybody up. It was you, Philistine. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I mean, I it's I, it's not even worth fighting over. No, it's not. But, but. But no, I, I I I love that when you have a family this big. You know, I said the same thing about the the first issue of the new action status quo. I just love spending time. I mean, spoiler alert for for later in this discussion about this one minute war arc. But the most boring, couldn't give more of a sh- less of a shit about it stuff is the actual conflict and the villains and what they've got going on. They are, they're something. There's something else. But I love spending time with these characters, even if it's, you know, Zach, like, yeah, okay, it's kind of tedious box checking to check in with everybody. But I mean, that just, yeah, just spending time with Jesse Quick and Max Mercury after not getting a hell of a lot of them over the last decade. It's, it's just, I'll take it, uh, especially when it looks this good. I, I like Roger Cruz's art. Um, I do really, I do really like Roger Cruz on this book. Yeah, it's like finally a flash book that, except for the covers, which across the board, the covers of, of this are not uh, my cup of tea. Um, it's not, it's not Cruz on covers, is it? No, no, I'm, I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. The, I'm saying finally the art fits this book, except for yeah. The no, stupid I, covers, I'm just which... trying to think about uh, now. I'm looking at the covers here. Um, oh, they're all to... that like they're that very like digital painted where yes. where things look like almost like three dimensional models at times that are painted over and 
I don't yeah. really know the technique, but I just don't like. I know I don't like it, and I really don't like it for the Flash. Yeah, who? It's a uh, who is doing the Torin Clark? Torin Clark, who I'm not familiar with. Because I was gonna say this looks just like the kind of covers that like Daniel Acuna was doing, like in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Also on the Flash. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I do you, like if, the one variant cover by Daniel Bayless. Uh, it's the second. If we're looking at, we're looking at our PDF, it's I'm the not. second cover where uh-huh. it, it, it reminds me of something that uh, Francis Manipal would do with his Flash run, which was to have like an interesting use of a lightning bolt or something as like a panel composition, right? So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, I like this issue quite a bit uh, for the same reasons that Vince said. You know, just catching up with these characters is great. I also think that what I like about this is that this event is shaping up. I mean, it's literally going to take place in one minute of, like, normal time, right? And so one of the criticisms that I think people rightly have about big-time superhero events sometimes is that it's hard to have, like, a Flash family event because if the world was at was under, you know, attack by this alien race, all these superheroes would be affected by it. But because it's happening in this super fast motion, like it's a really clever way to do a to do a a flash centric story that doesn't feel like it's just ignoring 99% of the DC universe. I think it's a pretty c- clever conceit to the story. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um we should mention that this issue ends with the seeming death of Iris West which has never been less fake than it is. <laughs> There's never been a, I, I understand the dramatic reason for it, but like if, if everyone else feels like they're paused, how would he even know if she was alive or dead? Yeah, that's kind of been my thinking as yeah. well throughout all that. But you know, you gotta, it's, it's comics. You gotta do shit like that. Exactly. Exactly. It's fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it gives some it gives Barry something to do. One of the really nice things about this run under Jeremy Adams is that this is still very, very much a Wally book. But mm-hmm. I like that he still gives Barry stuff to do. Like it's this is truly a Flash family book. And it's it's very fun for that reason. It is. I agree. All right, well, let's move on to the next issue then, which is issue issue number seven fifty seven ninety one. Um, same creative team on this. And in this issue, we we are reminded that we've seen the fraction, which is the name of these villains before, which was on one of when when Barry is missing and the various speedsters go through go to the different like parallel earths to find him. The fraction was on the planet that's like the Mad Max planet. I had totally mm-hmm. forgotten about them because that part of the flash was probably my least favorite part of this run so far. Um, but good, but, good seeding. I, I do yes. love when a comic run seeds that, that, that sort of thing early. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, we also get introduced to miss murder who looks like the Batman who laughs kind of. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Uh, and I thought was maybe a character that we've seen before because of how I mean, like she has the weird like circular headgear that's like Judge Death from Judge Dredd and also the Batman Who Laughs, but she also has these like 
basically the dog monsters from the end of Ghostbusters on chains, like how the Batman Who Laughs has the Robins on chains. Like this is this is very this is, similar. It's a really similar. So I thought it was maybe a character we had seen in Death Metal or something, but it's not. It's a new character for this. She, she's also named after a uh, an AFI song from the <laughs> the mid two thousands. Yep. Wow. Yeah, right, which are. I did not know what AFI stood for until you until I said that. <laughs> yeah. so well done. What does AFI stand for? Uh, you'll have for, to say it again. Yeah, it stands remember. for a fire inside. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought it stood for Anthony Fauci. Uh... Uh, incrimination. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Incarceration. Incarceration. There we lock go. Him, um, lock him up, folks. Yeah. So while the uh, while the first issue of this sort of showed us where all the characters were and had them kind of split up, this sees all the characters come together. We see Wally find Barry and Iris. We see uh, Jay Garrick come to the aid of Impulse and Kid Flash. We see Jesse Quickton come to the aid of Jay Garrick. Um and then we see everybody kind of meet up at the West household together, uh, including Max Mercury, who is trying to, we should mention, he is trying to run to the future when we see him here. He is trying to run into the speed force to to time travel. Um, mm-hmm. But so we, we see him, we see basically the entire Flash family uh, come together here and uh, decide, you know, how they're going to try to, stop the the faction fraction fraction the fraction matt fraction matt, matt fraction, fraction. Yes. could not not hear slash think that when yeah. when reading this well yeah. especially after doing all the the 5g file stuff mm-hmm. we uh mm-hmm. we have fraction on the brain we should mention that the, the fraction themselves uh also are just like the most extremely 90s villains oh yeah that i've yeah. seen in a while Brett Booth could have easily designed these characters. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and and so far, the Fraction does not have a ton of like interesting stuff about them yet. They just seem like a, a pretty standard, like, invading alien. Um, and the one guy, when he's captured, says the Fraction is forever. Just, you know, just, just, just very, very boilerplate villain stuff. Yeah, yeah, not they're they are not inspired villains at all. I think I'm I'm enjoying this book because it embraces the Flash family and gives everybody something to do. But boy oh boy, the villains are are just nothing. They're they're a big wad of nothing. Um Yeah. Yeah, you'll never believe this, but they're harvesting Earth for its resources. Yeah. Um, before moving on. So you know, if you listen to the so-called woke media, we're wasting our natural resources. If that's true, why do these goddamn aliens keep coming to try to take them? Uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe they're maybe they're uh, saving us from ourselves. They're they're actually right. Are you saying that we're the invading force of our own planet? <laughs> you'll never believe this, but perhaps we are the monsters. Wait a minute. Next next thing you're going to say is that we are the walking dead. <laughs> he would never he would never say that. I I would never say that. No. 
Hello, denizens of Earth 1218. We're the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice monthly podcast. I'm Jaina. And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. Anyway, let's move on to the to the uh, the Flash One Minute War special. Now we should say this is not essential reading for the event, really. Um this is the Lazarus Planet One Minute War special. <laughs> essentially. However, there are two things in this I really liked. There's a there's a quite a bit in this that I enjoyed. Uh yeah, I I I actually this is my my favorite part of the one minute war so far, uh without reservation, I will say. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well why don't you talk about it then, Zach? Uh well I mean so as far as these like kind of anthology type things go or or you know like uh these little event tie-in one shots I, I typically don't like them uh but this one I think is fun because it it I like the way it's formatted with with four uh ten page stories I, I and I like how it it you know, like you said, it's not essential, but the first part uh, tells you all about the the fraction and what you need to know about them or, or, or about their history. Um, and like a very Kryptonian not... history, by the way. What a very Kryptonian history. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, only instead of exploding, their planet exploding, they like became Galactus essentially. Yes. Um, yes. But um, yeah, I liked all of that. Um, I like that we got some stories with uh, some uh, more Flash characters. You know, we had an Avery story and a Godspeed story, mm-hmm. um, which I am a big dum-dum and really did not. I, I was very afraid that Adams was about to in- introduce a Joker Flash. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, thought I guess that's kind of what flash. Godspeed is, but... Yeah. Um, it uh it wasn't it wasn't bad uh, and then and then the last story which was just uh, you know total total zacknip um uh, <laughs> a story in the future with uh jai as the flash and gold beetle comes back they smooch uh hyper time it's good it's all it's just all good yep and it, it also it also reveals the the sex of the uh, of the unborn West child because the, yeah. their brother is missing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cannot believe how much I like Gold Beetle because that's a character like the the character is intentionally supposed to be kind of loud and talky and outrageous, right? Mm-hmm. And that type of character can can easily grate on anyone, you know. Um, that's what happens with Harley Quinn. Like I, I'll start reading a Harley Quinn run. I legitimately enjoy it for a few issues, and then I just get worn out by it, you know. Yeah. Um, that's not the. I, I mean, we haven't seen a ton of Gold Beetle to this point, but every time she pops up, 
I enjoy her. I enjoy her presence in this book. I'm glad to see her. I was thrilled she was back. So, um, yeah, I hope she becomes a, a, a recurring character either in this book or or just throughout the DCU. I think she's a ton of fun, and I think I I I like this kind of like playful, goofy, uh, romantic relationship she's got with with Jay. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to talk about that story more in a second. I, I don't want to skip over a couple of things from the other stories. Um, I just want to give credit to the creative teams. Also, Jeremy Adams wrote all of these stories. The story in the past is written as illustrated by Fernando Pissarin. The first present one, which is the Avery story, is illustrated by Serge Acuna. The second present one, which is the Godsby story, is illustrated by Alessandro Estherin. And the fourth one, the future one, is illustrated by George uh, Cambodias. So, um, yeah, the story about the future doesn't, I mean, about the, the fraction rather, doesn't doesn't do too much new stuff, but it looks really nice with the Passarin art and uh, it gives a little bit of a sense of who the characters are, but, you know, we don't need too much more of that. I think this is, I think this is plenty in terms of that. Um, the Avery story, I thought, was a little bit strange. Basically, for the chunk of it, her soul is missing. Uh, much like how Bart Simpson sells his soul to Millhouse, um, but you know that that, that, that it was Pogs. exactly yes. Uh, Remember but, Alf? He's back. Yeah, in Pog in form. Pog form. Um, but we don't see enough of Avery any around, so I'm glad we got a story with her. I hope she shows up in the main book uh, after this. Um. And I kind of hope Godspeed does too. I I don't love that character, but if you're gonna introduce, if you're gonna show what he's what ha- what's happening with him here, it seems a little silly to not bring him into the main book, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, like he, yeah. Um, but that last story. So as as great as it was, this is a story that from like panel to panel, I would change my mind if I liked the art or not. <laughs> because some of it looked very cool and some of it looked really unfinished and lumpy and weird not lumpy like 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 basically jay looks like mr fantastic in parts where like his legs are stretching to crazy lengths and i don't i don't mind some like forced perspective and stuff but just certain characters look really ugly at times and some of it looks really nice it's it's, it's really one of the more inconsistent art pieces we've seen in a DC comic in some time. But when it works, I really like it. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about the art for this. I essentially agree with everything you said. You took some of the words out of my mouth, in fact. <laughs> Zach? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Okay. Uh, I, 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 think, I think I'm willing to say this is much better than any Lazarus Planet book we've got so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say even if it's not essential reading, um, you get more out of it than any Lazarus Planet anthology so far, I think. I mean, those are so... You see the... You see the character that the story is about, and you go, okay, well, they're going to get their new power, their new status quo, or whatever, and that's yeah. just the point of this. Whereas 
Whereas this does some other things to to switch it up and and. I was trying to think, yeah. uh, the the future Jay and Irie. When did we see them? It, it was in the Flash, but it was in that first arc. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? I know that like doesn't Wally travel to the future to talk to them? Yeah, I think so. It's like when he's time when he's like moving through different flashes, you know? Yes, yes. And I think he ends up in one of their bodies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, it was good. That opening arc was very good. It would be really nice if this future status quo was something that comes up now and then in the flash. I, I I get the impression that it is and will be, and I and I hope we see more of it. Really, yeah, it's good stuff. All Basically, right, and... between this and our five G talk, I only like <laughs> stories that are set in a possible future <laughs> where everything is everything is different and and the world has moved on. Yes, but not future state. No, not future state. Um, all right. Well, the last issue of this uh, for now, issue seven ninety two of the Flash, again Adams and Cruz on the creative team. Uh, I like how one of the things that Adams has been doing throughout this run is showing us how the different speedsters like use their powers in unusual ways, or what makes each of them stand out. And I liked that Impulse is uh, basically just established here as he doesn't think before he acts. And that is <laughs> and that is basically how they save the day is because they can't. The villains are reading his reading their minds and he's so impulsive that they can't really read his mind. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun, actually. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And again, like good character stuff as well because that that's that's fitting for the character yes um i also like how uh like the flash family has to break into mr terrific's lab because he's he's one of the people that was he was at a barbecue at the west house along with uh animal man when this all goes down and so they need his tech and they have to break in there and he has a spaceship and they're like why does he have a spaceship and uh Jay Garrick's answer is he's Mr. Terrific. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was excellent. Um but and so I, I like so uh Impulse and Kid Flash have to they try to steal a vehicle to understand how it works, and when they do so, they remove the power source of like the big al- the big fraction ship, and it turns out it is a person who is the battery, and it seems like that's a speedster from another another planet or another dimension or whatever. And I, uh, I think we know who this is. Yeah, we that's what's well, the son. Talk about it. Who is it? It's got to be Wally's son. Yeah. Yeah. The the future, uh, the one who is kidnapped that we heard about in the special. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that the one that uh, Linda is currently pregnant with. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so they steal this this vehicle, they bring it back to the HQ, and they open up the like trunk of it. And who is in there but Superman, Gorilla Grodd, and Captain Adam? <laughs> Which yeah. was a, a really a really fun last page reveal. 
And 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 for my money, Roger Cruz doing a really great Nick Brad Bradshaw impression with the Superman. Yes, with the Superman. Yeah, <laughs> good call. Now, is that Grodd or is that Solovar? How do we know? Uh, I believe Solovar is usually grayer. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'm thinking that's Grodd. Yeah. Um, but look, I mean, uh, you know, I I don't think that this is going to be the greatest flash story in, uh, in, you know, modern times, but I think this is a very, very good flash family event so far. I think the art has been uniformly really good that we've had almost every character has been given a like unique character moment that has really worked for them. I, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this so far. I, I'm really enjoying this, this event. I I like I do like how much it makes sense in terms of like a Flash family story, how, you know, kind of satisfyingly self-contained it is. The villains are, are extremely dumb, but I I'm I guess I'm like more interested to see like how the stories like what will come from this story with all these characters being so closely intertwined for the first time in a long time. Yeah. That that's that's ain't that the DC three way? It is. Yeah. I feel the that's same. How they way. get us there. Yeah. But we we've been talking about this a little bit as sort of one of the like maybe indicators of what the dawn of DC is going to be. The action comics, you know, action comics is is launching with all of these characters, all the Superman characters together. Nightwing is sort of refocusing with all the Titans characters together. The Flash books have all the Flash characters together. It just seems like DC is realizing they have these families, and that the families can and should be used more than they are. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think they're. It's their way of making good on the promise that they're not going to drop this leg this idea of legacy that they've been hammering home over the last several years. Um, but that they're also not dumping the classic characters that, that everybody likes. And, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to balance all of that stuff. Cause there's just so many, there's so many characters more and more every year, really and less and less books every year being right. published or, you know, if it, maybe not by numbers, but by like numbers of in continuity series, right? right. Like there's so much, so much less in the, in the nineties or, or in the two thousands, uh, Avery may have had her own book, you know? Right. Right. Uh, and that just doesn't happen anymore. So yeah, hopefully they keep it up, but it's nice to see that that at least for now they're 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 they are paying real tribute to how deep these families run. And to me this seems like a distinctly DC thing. Like I I was trying to think of a Marvel book that could pull off a similar a similar family style title. And I think maybe you could do like a Spider-Man family title where you have Peter and Miles and maybe Ben all sort of interacting together. But I can't imagine like 
maybe a Captain America title. I don't, it, just, it just seems to me like this seems like one of the things I think DC and Marvel should both be doing more of is leaning into the things that make their universes special. Mm-hmm. And this just seems like something that is such a DC thing to do that they really should lean into this. Yeah. Well, the other thing is I think at over at Marvel, they have no, they make no bones about um, giving every spider character their own four to six issue miniseries if they want, you know, <laughs> like sure, sure. over there, you, you'll get like a spider Gwen mini or you'll get a whoever mini, you know, Sp- spider woman or mm-hmm. Madam Web, you know, <laughs> like. You're also going to get your own movie if you're a spider spider character. Apparently. Well, that remains to be seen. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Um, I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little bit of insider gossip uh, after we stop recording. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Let's stop. Let's stop right now. Well, Bye, folks. Good night, everybody. (laughs) And also the the Craven, the Hunter movie is supposed to come out this year. Don't forget. We Uh, that that is. Do we know anything about that? It's shot. Who is in it? I don't know. Aaron, any, Aaron, the Aaron Taylor. Aaron Taylor I Johnson. That. Okay, that's right. By the new James Bond, they say. Yes, possibly the new James Bond. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's true or not. That'd be pretty lame, I think. Who Who would your Bond be? Ooh, um. I thought of the funniest thing I could say. What's that? Okay. Uh, Gal Gadot. Oh. <laughs> uh, of okay. course. Uh, I actually no. think that they should hire uh, Daniel Craig to play Benoit Blanc as him. <laughs> like just, 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 just have him do Benoit Blanc playing James Bond. <laughs> but, you know. Uh... Yeah. So yeah, I think it uh, should be the girl listening to this. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's wrap up here. Uh, we will do another check in at the end of uh, One Minute War, but I, I'm really glad that I caught up on this. This was some fun I had reading DC Comics this week. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Vince, what comes out the next time we're recording, which is the books coming out on February 14th, 2023? Oh, that's the next one. Okay, all right, I got yes. it. Uh, Batgirls 15. Batman Beyond the White Knight 8, Batman Incorporated 5. Um, they're republishing the Batman Spawn thing, I guess. Is that black and white or what is the, what's the gimmick? It's, yeah. it's probably black and white. Okay. Um, Danger Street number three, I Am Batman 18, Lazarus Planet Dark Fate number one, Swamp Thing Green Hell number two, if you can believe it, and, uh, and Wildcats number four. Don't read that one. You forgot the Batman and Scooby Doo mysteries number five. I, Come on, man. I I usually don't mention that, but I'm being very unfair to Mister Scooby. Yeah. Should call the book Velma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not after the way that that show got reviewed. <laughs> it should call the book M and M's. Bringing bringing all the shitty things that are happening in the world. Yeah, this. yeah. Is this anything? <laughs> yeah. Uh, until then, you can find two thirds of us on Twitter. I am at Brian needs an app. And I'm at the Woke of Z. 
if you need to find Vince, this is a callback to something I was going to say last time, but I forgot to. Vince is Xing out lots of little X's on his <laughs> browser window. Yep. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. It won't last 20 seconds. <laughs>